0: Mitch Michaels here for a Super Bowl preview edition of the Money Mitch Effect. I promise big things and it's my intent to deliver. We're gonna do that in two parts. First up, Matt Gothard and Ron Schultz to talk NFL prop bets for this Super Bowl Sunday. And it's gonna go all over the place. We got the opening anthem festivities with Luke Bryan, Lady Gaga's halftime show, the game itself, what's gonna happen first, coin toss, MVP odds, what will happen afterwards, and some cross sports and entertainment bets consider as well. And then part two, Matt Wittenberg and Joe Crisali, we're going to break down all the action on the field, what the Patriots can do to win their fifth Super Bowl in this dynasty run that is one of a kind to say the least, and what Dan Quinn, Julio Jones, and Matt Ryan can do to give ATL their first Super Bowl title. It's a jam-packed show. Money Mitch Effect starts right now. All right, now it's time for one of my favorite segments of the show, favorite of the year. It's the Super Bowl week, and it's not always just about the game. We're going to talk prop bets now, and with that, I brought back to the show, second time on, now officially a reoccurring guest, Matt Gothard. Matt, thanks for joining the Money Mission fact. Thanks
1: for having me on. I'm really happy to be here. Like you said, it's the best time of the year, so really proud to keep going on
0: this. You know, it really is, and I want to set the table with this, Matt. We both follow the lines. We follow sports betting quite a bit. And with all due respect to March Madness, which has the volume of games, which has everything we want in that weekend, in terms of one game, I don't think it gets any better than this. There's so much as we'll get into to bet on, Matt, and there's so many different nuances that you could pick, depending on what your preference is. This game literally has everything. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, for me, one of my, my first sports betting memories is the... Uh, Malcolm Butler interception,
0: I had money on. So, yeah, the Super Bowl always has the best moment. Yeah, it really does. I, I can, watching that play live, that was my first reaction. I didn't have any money on it, but just thinking what was the reaction for people who did bet on it, like yourself. And I just, it, it's hard to put into words what exactly this game means. I mean, everybody out there is probably going to partake in the action a little bit, getting down basic to the Super Bowl squares. It's a fun experience to get together with the family and the friends and just take in all of the action. And really, what this game does show you is that football is the biggest attraction in sports. So, all right, Matt, let's get right into it now. We'll start and we're going to try to divide these up in the best way possible. Because there's so many things, as we mentioned, that you could bet on in this game. Prop bets are rating supreme. So we'll start with some of the pre-game stuff, and I want to start with the National Anthem, Matt. Now, Luke Bryan singing this year, one of the more popular prop bets is always the length of the anthem. 215 is where it's set. Over-under, do you think one of those is a good play here, or would you stay away from this?
1: You know, last year I learned, I learned that I will never take the under on the National Anthem. <laughs> they always got to go over, man. There's just no way that they're going to go under. Like, you know that they've looked at the time and they're timing it out so they go at least a couple seconds over. Because this is like, this is one of the biggest stages for national anthem singers. You know, like if you're going to sing the national anthem, you're going to do it at the Super Bowl. You know that you're going you're to use every one of those seconds. So I've got to go over for sure.
0: You know, I agree with you, but I'm looking at it, Matt, and the average anthem has been 158 for the past, I think, decade. So it's set at 215. I think they're toying with us here. And this is going to bring up one of my main arguments here. How would, easy would it be for Luke Bryan or Lady Gaga or Joe Buck, for that matter, to influence this? I mean, this is one where they firsthand right. can can challenge us. That's why all those bets scare me, while well, I do agree that you, in theory, should always be going over.
1: Exactly. Well, I think thinking the same thing about, and we might get into this, but just Lady Gaga's first song. It's like, there's so many people that are going to know that. They could tell other people, and it's like, hey, you know, bad romance for sure. I mean, the odds are pretty good, you know, so... You get the feeling that, uh, that some people might have an edge on that, but I still think he's hitting
0: the odor. You can bet literally on what he's going to wear. If he's going to wear jeans or something else, if he's going to wear a hat. I mean, it gets really ridiculous when it gets down to it, but one of the sneaky bets here that I want to ask you about, Matt, is will he forget a word in the anthem? No is minus 700, but if you forget just one word, it's a plus 400 payout, so I don't know. I know.
1: I know. I, I think I would have to say no because I'm going for him to, get to over, and if he's gonna be skipping words, it's not gonna be doing me any favors.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's a good point. I
1: to double up on that. And say no. I don't know if I trust 700 on that, but uh, you get the feeling that he's been practicing.
0: That is, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if he forgets one word, we think it might be a just a quick word in the beginning. But yeah, if he starts skipping and speed rushing, I think he's going for the under. That's a good catch by you. All right, let's look at the coin toss now. Heads and tails are even at minus 105, and the teams are about the same. Now, those bets are pretty standard, and as is the heads or tails bet, minus 115, minus 115 each. But one of the ones that stands out to me that I thought was interesting, Matt, and I don't know if you'd ever parlay this, but the bet of will the team that wins the coin toss win the game? I think that's a very interesting, I mean, you're basically just giving yourself up to luck if you bet on this. But it's an interesting parlay that Vegas has built in already.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't really understand why you would do that unless you just didn't know anything about football, but you wanted to bet on the game. And you're kind of like, well, show me the way, football gods. Because, I mean, at that point, you're just betting on a team to win the game. So I would
0: rather at least know who I'm picking. Right. No, and I, I'm with you there. You're just playing the what game at that point. And I do want to introduce now we do it. We are joined by our second guest, who is... Grace us with his presence. I'm sorry guys. Big, <laughs>
2: I was I was running a little late. Syracuse came through with a big time win at NC State in overtime. John Gillen, shout out. Forty-three <laughs> points. But uh yeah, fill me in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so
0: we're we're getting started on our prop bets. We just made it through the anthem and the coin toss. So, you know, those are the key ones at first, but We want to get through these bets first because that's when the most luck is involved and we're more on the expert side of things. Luke Bryan, 215 over under for the anthem, which... Oh, there is one, though, Matt, I want to get your opinion on before we move on. Will a player kneel during the anthem? That's also bet on Vegas for the first time this year. Nah. I don't think so. You think?
1: There's going to be some some guy on one of the benches that isn't going to play. This is his moment. And you know that this whole year that's been a thing, there's no way that one person doesn't kneel. For sure happening. Like I, If I had a wow.
0: to put on it, I'd put the house on it. So that's interesting because if you haven't kneeled all year, would this just be just trying to join the trend? I mean, how genuine would that stance be? That's what worries me. Well, I don't do think it's going to be on New England. I, I would do we be, know?
2: Yeah. No, it's definitely not going to be on New England. If it's going to happen, it's going to be an Atlanta player. I just don't think it's going to happen. I feel like Towards the end of the season it, it had really fizzled out and players had decided that if they wanted to make a stand they were going to make it, you know, in donations or, or starting a, a, a you know, a charity or getting a conversation started with local police or things like that. I feel like towards the last, you know, six or so weeks of the
0: season it really had fizzled out. Well, and I'll let you go, Matt, here, but the other the only counter to Ron's point would be I think we're giving the entire roster too much credit. <laughs> for being for being smart and knowledgeable on this, I think majority yes, but all it takes is one person not really, you know, who wants to just do it just for them in that point. And
1: I think what, what what we're not understanding here is that there's a chance that somebody kneels to tie their shoe, or kneels to do something else. Like yeah. it's not necessarily a protest. So I don't know whether that like is it kneeling for the whole anthem or is it just at some some point in time they're kneeling? True. Because I mean that, that's where we start getting in a gray area.
2: That's but, a lot of prop bets, uh,
1: but Yeah, I I'm sure. I think I think Ron's right that uh that probably nobody will kneel, but I mean, it just seems like this is too big of a stage for somebody to not to
0: use it. All right, so I want to move on now, Matt, and and give the floor to you here. Is there a prop bet going into the game? We'll keep it to the action, you know, on the field, that you're really on. That you're really on, that you think is has the best probability to hit. What are what's one of the bets that you feel the most confident in?
1: All right, so I won't give you my MVP just yet, but I will say the first touchdown score, I got Julio Jones.
0: Okay. Now here's something too, and I want to bring this up because all these things are tied together. These odds aren't set, as we all know. Not everybody that gamble, everybody that gambles knows. But you gotta get on this early before the coin toss. And would that worry you if New England gets the ball first, Matt, and suddenly now they're now they're up against it having to stop New England first?
1: Yeah, I mean I think I feel like New England's the kind of team that uh and I could be wrong, because I really don't watch enough Patriots coin tosses, but I feel like they're the kind of team that doesn't actually want the ball first. Nope. They prefer uh,
2: more than any team in the league. But I
1: don't there you go. So if I didn't even know that was a thing, that's <laughs> off 1150. I feel like they're gonna at least give Julio Jones a look if
0: they're in the red zone. You know that's crazy, and, and I, I do agree with you that I, I think you look at it could be the perfect storm. You wonder though if somebody else on the Falcons is gonna take that touchdown away from him. Also, and I don't have the stats with me, but as great as New England's dynasty run has been, they've actually started the first quarter of a lot of these Super Bowls pretty bad. They've been struggling out of the gates in a lot of these games, so I do think it's smarter to bet on a Falcon for this. Julio's at 750 for first touchdown scored Ron. You have Devontae Freeman, plus 800, along with Julian Edelman and Garrett Blunt. Coleman at plus 1200. That's a sneaky one for me because he's been playing great recently, and they're using him in the red zone. Yeah, I think Coleman's kind
2: of the secret weapon for the Falcons in this game overall. If you're looking at you know a prop bet here, this might be a sneaky play, uh, one that just might fly under the radar because – when you think of the Falcons, you think of Julio, and that's the obvious like target that the Patriots are going to have to key on. So I could totally see, you know, then they start crashing down on Devontae Freeman. I, I would be interested if they start trotting out both running backs at the same time, run Devontae Freeman up the middle, Julio Jones on a post pattern, and then a little bit of a nice little sneak out by Tevin Coleman. And he gets out, and he's got great pass-catching ability, and great yards after catch. I mean, the guy the guy is really good in open space, so I could totally see Tevin Coleman being the first one to score.
0: The thing about Julio that really makes him frightening is that he's dangerous to score from anywhere. From it, absolutely. He, they anyway, use him in the red zone. He's not just a big play receiver, but no. he can go deep and score from 70-plus yards out, as we saw in the Green Bay game. And now I want to get back to looking at that beginning of the game, Matt. One of the first bets that we look at, is what will be the first scoring play? Touchdown, field goal, or safety? Now, touchdowns minus 165, field goal or safety is plus 135. So, with Julio scoring the first touchdown, are you confident, Matt, that it will be a touchdown, or will we see a field goal probably first?
1: You know, I mean, if we're if we're going to go with consistency, then I would have to say touchdown. Um, however, there is a part of me, and we can get into this when we get to the MVP. But I do think that there are going to be a lot of field goals in this game. So. It just really depends on, on how Atlanta comes out right away. Also, I think, I'd I, I say touchdown. I'm going to go with the
0: touchdown. I think the only thing that makes touchdown not as probable as promising, while these offenses are amazing, this is the highest over-under in Super Bowl history, I believe, at, I think it's at 59 right now, New England's red zone D is actually pretty good, and Atlanta's been getting better in the red zone at the end of the year, so it, it could be we could not see the typical shootout that we're all expecting.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I think the Falcons kind of have a overlooked defense. I think they've gotten progressively better throughout the year, and people forget because of the amount of points that Atlanta's offense can put up, and Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and all the weapons that they have on that offense that. You know they have some weapons on defense. That kid Keanu Neal has really, really stepped up as the leader of that defense, even as a rookie, and he is a baller. Every time that there's a big time play that needs to be made for Atlanta's defense, he has been there to step it up. The secondary has been playing much better. You look at last week or two weeks ago when they had to play. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers playing some of the best football. I mean, that the world has ever seen in those last eight game that eight game run that they went on. I mean, there was almost no one in the world playing better football than Aaron Rodgers at that point. And Atlanta held him in check, granted, without a lot of his top receivers, but he had done it without them before. So I think people are sleeping a little bit on, on Atlanta's defense. So I, I could
0: agree with you that it, it, I think it could definitely be a field goal start to, to start the game. And, and I agree. Here's how I'll tie it back into the gambling side. You take into account New England's tendency to start slow. Atlanta can start hot. Their defense can start hot. Matt, I'm loving the Falcons in the first half. I think they're going to be leading this game at halftime. Now, New England obviously has a lot of skill, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ready to say that the Falcons are going to win the game, but I like the points the Falcons are getting in the first half. I'll
1: take that one step further. I actually really like the Atlanta Falcons' first
0: quarter. I
1: think that is something that could definitely be, if they start off with the ball, and, you know, you know I'm confident of them scoring first. If they go out and down and score a touchdown first, like, that's pretty much your bet there. I mean, the worst-case scenario is New England's going to drive down and probably tie it. But if, if Atlanta scores first, like, you're, that, that's a first-quarter bet that's pretty, pretty easy money, especially because with those first-quarter bets, the other team is not trying as hard to win that time period. You know, so, like, that is one of, like for the end of the half, the Patriots are still going to try to score probably. But for the end of the first quarter, the Patriots are not going to change your game plan. So I definitely could see the
0: first
2: quarter being an Atlanta Falcons easy money moment. Or it could be horrible. Easy, easy money. So be careful on that again. Hey man, be positive. Be positive.
0: <laughs> What's the best strategy here? Is to just take as many bets as possible and just throw them away? You'll eventually win. Because you'd think that, but, I mean, the odds are not always... I guess that's kind of how people develop gambling addictions, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know anything about that. I wouldn't know that All right, uh... Matt Gothard, Ron Schultz, Money Mitch Effect, and I think now's a good time to switch topics to one of the best things to bet on in the Super Bowl, the halftime show. We did the anthem, we did a lot of the football individual bets, and now it's time to get to the anthem, and it's Lady Gaga, which, you know, I'll say this, Matt. I'm, I'm telling you, I know what song it's going to be, for the record. Well, I just want i just want to preface it with, I like the fact that it's Gaga in the Super Bowl because I think it adds intrigue. I think it adds value, Matt, if that makes sense, the gambling side of things, having a wild card like Lady Gaga out there.
1: Exactly. I mean, one of the props that's up there is what color will Lady Gaga's hair be when she starts No
2: shot is blonde. <laughs> it's blonde.
0: No way.
1: For any other
0: color. I know. I like any I, other color.
2: Yeah, I, there's was no way it's blonde. Yeah, I, I like any other color, too,
1: especially with the odds. I mean, blonde's minus 500. That's a pretty big
0: gamble. Yeah, what's the point of gambling on that? Well, all right, so we've got Gaga the, at the halftime show, and one of the best... Things, as ron alluded to earlier was what song she's going to sing first now before ron gets into his pick i think the fact that she is a wild card and she might not have her set list planned until the day of adds intrigue yeah, dude, they set up this show for weeks what are you talking about the dancers
2: I, have nowhere to go there's no way. i don't
0: see i'm i'm giving her more creative control she made about a hundred million dollars i think if she will last year i think if she wants to change songs the day of it's like Prince. Well, Prince then you end up Kerman. with a left shark thing, and then we're all happy. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. But all right, Rock, who do you think?
2: All right, what so do you think it'll be? so there's there's two options, but the one I'm leaning is the one that's getting the most action is Born This Way. I think if you just think about Lady Gaga and the world today, she loves to put her, you know, her voice out there in the political realm. So that's why I would think either the first song or the last See, song will be born this way and if it's not if the first song is not born this way it'll definitely be the Edge of Glory just because it's the Super Bowl
0: and that song just makes sense. I hear you, but I don't think you start a set with your political slow it down really show the world who I am. That song, song. is pretty fast. Well, yeah, I mean Lady Gaga can, doesn't really, she do, yeah, she slow doesn't really songs. do slow songs, that's true. I don't know, it could be Edge of Glory. If I want a sleeper here, man, I'm thinking Just Dance could be a good one, to just come out and get the crowd going. That
2: would be great, honestly. I, like, I'm not going to bet on it, but I'm just saying I would be a fan of the fact that she came out and did that.
0: <laughs> yeah, gosh. I mean, you have a lot of choices. Poker Face will be in the set, but I'm not really confident she'll lead with I that. I don't even know if that will be in the set, to be honest.
2: It's kind of like not like a, not like a PC song, hence... Just because, like, the NFL is kind of wet blankets. I work there, I know, <laughs> and uh, they're just gonna be like, "Nah, you can't do that song because it's like kind of a euphemism."
0: <laughs> well, a lot of what and Lady Gaga does, her whole career that's is true, so and Katy made that,
2: that whole song off of it
0: being a euphemism. So, Matt, are you leaning Just Dance, or do you think it'll be one of the favorites?
2: You know, so
1: I want to, I want to say Just Dance is my go-to, but. I almost feel like she's going to come out with a cover of somebody else's song. And I think that any other Ooh. song could be the answer here. Like, you know, she comes out and sings like a little bit of. I don't even know. Because there's going
2: to be much surprise much. acts. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, well, no, I'm not
2: usually right.
0: So. <laughs> there's going to be surprise acts, but. And again, it's Lady Gaga. She does whatever that's she feels true. like. I mean, it. Missy Elliott came out nobody even knew she was alive the other year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Timberland knew, but that's about <laughs> it. But usually you bring out the act about halfway through but gaga could because she's a yeah. wild card could say I'm gonna start with something weird I I, I harken it back to Bruce Springsteen's performance where it's somebody obviously I'm not comparing those two musically but they have <laughs> lengthy catalogs and different I guess genres within what they do yeah but they could just take it in an entirely different direction so it's hard to it's hard to bet on that's what that's what we've Summarized here in a lot of what we talk about, but it's hard to pick here because she could take this performance in about five or six different directions. Well, long story short, you're just telling us that it would be way better if Bruce were doing the sprint, doing the halftime show. Or Prince, I miss him too. But yeah, (laughs) go on, on, Matt. What were you gonna say?
1: No, I was gonna say it is interesting that any other song is only plus one. I feel like sometimes you can tell that Vegas knows something, and for it to be, I mean, like they list off five of the most popular songs and still think that any other song is. Yeah, there are less for that. It's, it's interesting to me, but I don't
0: know. You know, you never know. Man, they got the set list. They know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is something to consider going forward. All right, I want to move now to the broadcast side of things. This is actually <laughs> maybe one of my favorite prop areas is, and this is where I think Joe Buck, if he's smart, oh. could just take Vegas completely down here. There's a lot that you can bet on the broadcast side of things, and, Matt, I'll start with this. Gate. Should we bet on this? Minus 120 each way, 1.5 times will it be said during the TV broadcast.
1: Will the word deflate gate be said? Absolutely. If the Patriots win, there's no way that the word deflate gate is not said. I mean, that is, I feel like that's for sure, for sure going to happen.
0: Right. I'm staring at this, and it seems like free money, but. Yeah. This could be Vegas, they, this happens. This could be Joe Buck, could be in a room with Robert Kraft, with Goodell, and they're saying, you're not saying this. Like, this is not happening exactly. on our lives. I don't know. That's one that I think is, is worth playing. But we have the Maddie Ice nickname, two times, over, under. Ron, do you think this is going to be oh. so? I think over. I think
2: over for sure. Yeah. I think anytime, yeah. anytime Matty Ice is Matty Ice, a.k.a. throws a bomb to Julio, you know, he ran for a touchdown last game. I mean, he the guy can flat-out play, and it's way cooler to say Matty Ice than Matt Ryan. And they're going to fall back on it, just like any other broadcaster would.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... Now, Joe Buck doesn't really say his name. I kind of did some deep digging here. He's not a Matty Ice nickname guy, but it's a Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl. It's very likely, yeah. I, I feel like I'm going to go over on all these, just like Matt, the other one. Gronk. Three times. That's the over under for just saying his name on the broadcast. Even though he's not playing in the game, I feel like it's gonna come up. Especially Troy Aikman. This is the Troy Aikman winner right here.
1: (laughs) Well you at least you're for sure getting two. Two times they say his name. In the beginning, you know, when they say without Gronkowski and at the end, win or lose, it's either gonna say without Gronkowski they could've won, or they won without Gronkowski. So you're at least getting two, it's just for a Will they slip in the third one? And that just depends on how many times
0: they cut to him on camera. Yeah. Now there's another one that I think is definitely my you know, the most exciting one from in terms of the viewership side of it on the broadcast. How many times will Giselle be shown on TV? <laughs> it's one point five. Kinda. Now we gotta confirm that she's gonna be at the game, obviously. I think she was. Which I think, I think that was I think is confirmed. Yeah, I think his family okay. and his parents will be there and his wife. So it's one point five. I just want to say, if it doesn't hit the over, that director should be fired for Fox. But okay, go. What do you think? <laughs> That's I
2: um, think over hits. What is it? What one, one and a
0: half? half. Uh, right, if they win, right, Matt. That's
2: if they, one yeah, right there. If they, if they, yeah, it's so hard. It it really depends on. Do you think they're going to win, or do you think they're going to be leading in the fourth quarter when you know they're going to be talking about you know Tom? But I, I still, I'm still going to say over because it's been a whole big thing that Tom Brady is basically this like health freak now, and. Most of that leads back to Giselle, and because the other day Brady almost teared up talking about his dad, and they're going to be in the same box together, I guarantee it. So I'm just thinking, if you see the dad, and they're going to probably show him, that you'll probably it's see Giselle mom. as well,
0: and then yeah. if, it's, if it's one and a half, I think you're going over.
1: And his mom actually has been sick too, so she yeah. takes the game. Yeah, exactly.
0: Also, I mean, the other reason I like the over two is a pick at the end, a, a disastrous ending. You could see the negative shot of "Oh no, my husband just lost the Super Bowl." So true, you know, like the similar to the Giants Walker thing, the Giant West Walker, Walker, thing, yeah, the West yeah, Walker yeah. thing. So she's a a commodity here for obvious reasons. But all right, Arthur <laughs> Blank is another one on here two times. Like, I think I'm still riding the over here. I think we'll see him on TV more than two times, especially if they win it. I mean, that's going to be about twelve times.
1: I'm definitely going to take the over on that because I feel like we're going to be seeing Robert Kraft enough and I'm definitely going to be coming to the box. i, I got to think over it, especially especially like for every touchdown.
0: See, here's where it doesn't even matter if they win or lose. I think the game just has to be competitive. He's got that old-school yep. old school Jerry Jones mentality of he's a sidelines guy. If the game's competitive late, he's getting down onto the sideline. He, he's going to be there. He's going to be hovering right over Dan Quinn's shoulder. Just peeping in on the uh, on the play calls there. All right, Matt Gauthier, Ron Schultz, Money Mitch Effect, Super Bowl prop bets. Let's get to, I think, what we think is the main attraction. That's the MVP odds. And Matt, I know you're pretty high on one player in particular. The odds here are very interesting for a lot of these guys. Now, the quarterback's obviously getting the brunt of it. But is there one player outside the norm that you think is the closest thing to a favorite, excluding the two quarterbacks that we can look at here?
1: Well, I personally put down my bet for the MVP yesterday, and a lot of people are going to call me crazy, but just give me a second here to explain it. I got Steven Gostkowski winning the MVP for Super Bowl. Whoa, you're you you a why. psycho.
2: You <laughs> are a psycho.
1: The, the Atlant- well, first of all, the Patriots already have a Super Bowl MVP kicker when uh, they already given it to one.
0: Right, no, and it's not one. out of
1: the norm. However, I don't. Uh, did he
0: I win though? Here's, here's happened. I think Vinny Terry won. Man. What's up? I don't. I, I think Vinny Terry won. Man, I do yeah. I don't think. He, I think they gave it to Brady, even though he threw less than a hundred yards in that first Super Bowl. I yeah, I think Brady got the first two, and Dion Branch got the third. But I don't want to. I don't want to just ruin you're your guy, you're whole argument. His whole argument. <laughs> no, no, you're not ruining my argument
1: at all. Okay. all right, here's what I'm thinking. All right, so. The Atlanta Falcons have a very high-flying offense, right? So the Patriots are already going to come into this game trying to slow it down. They're going to try to grind this out. They're going to try to hold on to the ball. They're going to try to make sure that they keep Matty Ice on, off the field. And I think this is going to be a field goal-heavy game, okay? So if we get Gostkowski three three field goals, including a game winner, I think it's very, very possible that he wins Super Bowl MVP. Probably not going to happen. However, I just put $19 down to win 3500 and if it does happen, you're going to be super happy. So I, I just want to let you play
0: your scouting it. See, that's the name of the game. I think we're all. I'm glad you you, you explained exactly why we do this. Because even what looked like the dumbest bets, the payouts if they just randomly hit, could be insane. You could get I think about ten grand if you bet like ten on the Patriots scoring exactly two points in the game. The odds mm-hmm. are just that'll never happen, but it's worth a shot if you feel like it. I don't know Guskowski though. I'm looking at position players. It's going to be hard to do the defensive thing again that Von Miller did winning the MVP because I think it's not going to be a defensive struggle. I do think there is some consideration for Julio Jones. And this is why I say I know the quarterbacks to probably win are going to have to have great games. But, Ron, if Julio is just beasting, if he's unstoppable, even a good Matt Ryan game might, hesitantly. But it might get trumped by what Julio is doing. Yes, Yes, I think there's a possibility. Plus seven fifty. It was plus fourteen hundred. A lot of money if, coming it, down. It's
2: not it's not stupid money, but I don't necessarily think it's smart money because I think no matter what happens, if they win and Matt Ryan has a big day, Matt Ryan's winning the MVP. And and that's just plain, cut and simple. The guy has done he's paid his dues. I'd say like I, I think he's one of the most well-liked NFL players in the league. I think the media likes him. And I think for that reason, no matter how good Julio is, people are going to say, but Matt Ryan put it there. Matt Ryan had him, you know, in the right spots. He put the ball in the right spots. And I, I think, I know it's, you know, seems like you're not going to win any money because you're going to bet on Matt Ryan. But
0: I'm just telling you, I really think Matt Ryan's going to win well, the MVP. Still plus 275, which is a nice payoff right. for the second favorite in this game. And I think last week, or two weeks ago now, New England proved the receiver myth got debunked because Chris Hogan had one of the best games of the day, and Brady still won. Uh, he's coming in, won the MVP, of the conference championship game. Even though Chris Hogan's plus twenty five hundred, Julian Edelman's plus twelve hundred, you got to think Brady in that case.
2: Yeah, I, I think if the if New England wins, but dark horse, like way out there, my version of the of the Goskowski winning is Vic Beasley.
0: I'm telling you. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of money's coming in on him this week. He's been the the long shot that's coming in, and yeah, Matt, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but this just seems very extreme to wishful thinking to think that Beasley could be the MVP of this game. Not, I mean, having a good game. I mean, he is would have thing. to have a couple sacks, probably three, four sacks, maybe
2: maybe a sack fumble for it to happen. But it's a possibility. I'm not saying I'm putting money on it. I'm just saying it's a possibility.
1: One other player that's kind of sticking out to me as
2: like a kind of a dark horse here is
1: LeGarrette Blount. Because um, yes, I think if uh, yes. if they totally shut down Tom Brady and one well, three touchdowns and a hundred hundred yard game, he could definitely get the uh, get the MVP.
0: I think he's the. Only, I'll take it one step further. I think he's the only offensive player worth betting on other than Tom Brady. Every other player I has to rely on Brady in some form. Even Dion Lewis is going to probably be catching passes too, but. Blount could have one of those throwback monster games, and they could dominate Atlantis D, which hasn't been great against the run. It's possible. I mean, anybody else is just a needle on the haystack, and you would also need the quarterback to throw picks in a winning effort, too. We'll go to the postgame stuff now. And, Matt, we talk about a lot of weird bets on this show, but you can actually get odds on who the MVP player will thank first in his speech. Do you have a favorite here? Yeah,
1: I'm going to go with Buster. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I'm glad you brought it up, and I didn't have to. But yeah, that's a that's a smart value bet. That's no, I I
1: don't know. I think it just really depends on who wins. I think if Tom Brady wins, it to be hard for him not to thank his parents. So I, I'm thinking deep down that I think the Patriots are going to win this. But, um... So it's going to probably go to Tom Brady. So I I have to say uh, say parents.
0: Okay. Uh, God is a good choice. Parents obviously expecting Brady to win, but I do also look at teammates. That's another good thing. I don't yep. think, I don't know that coach is going to be up there. I'm surprised we can't get odds on uh, Goodell if Brady wins. Just a nice little oh jab. Thank God, you for motivating great. me. Take the other. <laughs> take the other. I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. If you take Donald Trump first, that would be. It would be amazing. I mean, that'd be a great parlay to hit with with some other. Speaking bets of. Too. Donald Trump, that is a great foray
2: into my favorite random bet on the side, kind of, kind of post game. It says, what will be higher on Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> Tom Brady's rushing yards or Donald Trump's interview with Bill O'Reilly in minutes? And I am taking <laughs> Donald Trump's interview with Bill O'Reilly, putting all my money on it and expecting to get only part of that back, but you're still going to win. There's no
0: way Brady has more rushing yards than Trump's interview. See, this is where I wonder yeah. if, if outside forces affect, if, I don't know, if Trump just has a five-minute meeting with O'Reilly and stops it, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, that, that's one of the craziest bets <laughs> out there. There's a lot. They, he hasn't picked the game. That's on the board, too. If he does pick the game, make an official pick. Patriots getting a lot of heavy action there but does not mention any of the above for an MVP. That'd be pretty selfish, but, hey, I don't know. we got a lot to uh, to digest here. But, Matt, as we wrap this up, I want to talk more about Goodell, the factor with the Patriots. There you can get action on if he's going to shake hands with any of these star players and star figures in New England with the deflategate situation. Would you bet on any of those? I
1: think that they would absolutely shake hands because... Goodell came out and said it wouldn't be awkward. You know, yada, yada. And I think that the Patriots would love if they won, to shake So I think the odds of that actually happening are pretty high. You know, if they win. I mean, if they lose, then no, there's no way.
2: Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I think uh, it's kind of an, a stick it to him if the Patriots were to win. Uh, I think both Kraft, Belichick, and Brady, all three of them, would love, love, love to shake Roger Goodell's hand on that <laughs> stage. I just think... If you're if you're them, this is the ultimate screw you to them for making this off season uh, a total living hell for the Patriots. So I think that is a that's about a lock if the Patriots were to win.
0: I agree, but that's what you, I think that's what you're betting on is whether right. or not New England will win. That's right, exactly. So you're really making two bets. You got to parlay that then, you know. Um, and before we go to the actual game line itself, the basic stuff, talking with Matt Gothard and Ron Schultz on the Money Mitch Effect. We'll wrap it up prop bets with some cross sports prop bets. Ron already mentioned the first one, the Brady rushing yards versus Trump minutes with O'Reilly. How about this one? What will be higher on Super Bowl Sunday? Celtics points or Julio Jones receiving yards? Now that's an interesting Ooh, one. I'm going to take, is... take Julio. I'm going to take Julio wow. I think Julio I
2: I think Julio's going to go off. So
0: that's it, though. I mean, because it makes sense that he's the underdog in this, especially with how the Celtics have been scoring. Yeah. But, yeah, Julio I just, I just think he's,
2: he is too good for them not to use him, and Matt Ryan knows that. And they'll, they'll probably, I bet they'll, they'll go to him a bunch on first drive, and then they'll let him, like, simmer for two quarters, and then the fourth quarter just, like, he could, he could have 70 yards in the fourth quarter. And a touchdown. I think they're gonna they're going to get Julio Jones to ball. He's too good of a playmaker not to. And he's gonna. I mean, I could see him having one hundred and twenty or
0: plus. Yeah. And what about this one, Matt? For the college basketball fanatics out there, higher on Super Bowl Sunday, Patriots points scored in the first half, or Dwayne Bacon, Florida State star players points scored all game. Ooh.
1: I'd have to take Bacon, man. I, I think. Uh, I think that. I don't see the Patriots getting 20 plus in the first half, so uh,
2: I, I definitely got to go. I got to go, bacon. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean bacon <laughs> as well, solely because I saw a headline today that said that America is facing a bacon shortage, and I think that you know it's time for guys
0: to step up. Right. One of the ones I'm really on. Uh, <laughs> that's great logic. I think that's good. I'm glad we ironed that one out in the most you know informed way possible. I would lean the basketball player, too. I mean, I've, I've watched Bacon play a little bit. And I He's think a good he, player. You're expecting a, a clear shootout if you think the Patriots are going to go for 20-plus in the first half. Okay. I'm agree. i all on the Falcons having less sacks in the game than Alex Ovechkin has points on Sunday. I thinking I'm going to find a way to, <laughs> to get hockey in there as well. And some of the other ones here, this one might be my favorite. Higher on Super Bowl Sunday, Matt. Patriots total points scored or Russell Westbrook?
1: Ooh, I think I'm gonna go Russell Westbrook. Me too. I, I don't think this is gonna be a high
0: scoring game. Yeah, you could get even money on Westbrook. Now that's about a fair, as as fair a bet as possible, though, because Westbrook's not yeah. always looking to score first either. So we're not. Yeah, just, true. He's got a couple of these. Everybody's freaking out because
2: he's getting these triple doubles, and some of his triple doubles have been, you know, with twelve points. Yeah, like, some have been been with
0: right. fifty, but some have been with twelve. So right. you never really know. Yeah, well, I I think you got to include one cross sport bet in your in your prop bet guy. yeah, just to add, you guys. Just, yeah, just, just to have some fun, yeah. Just weird some fun and to monitor something outside of the actual game because it'll drive you nuts by the end of it. But Matt, before you know, we we wrap this up. The matchup itself, Patriots are three point favorites in the overall game that open as a pick 'em. Now Patriots minus three that are getting sixty eight percent of the action and over under. At fifty nine, I'll let you say it point blank. Which of these two do you do you wish to bet on, and how confident are you in your over under and spread pick? All
1: right, so I'm going. I'm going to take this one step further, and I actually am going to jump on a minus seven and a half New England Patriots bet that pays out plus two hundred. Because I think that wow. I think that the Falcons are in for a pretty pretty rude awakening. The Patriots are one of the, the hardest teams to beat out there, but especially in the Super Bowl. And uh, I, I just, I definitely think that the Patriots are going to win this one. Plus, we've had, we've had some shockers, the Super Bowls in the last couple of years. I think this one might be kind of more of a cut and dry one. I think Devontae Freeman early fumble could kind of put this one, put this one on ice for the Falcons. So I'm going to take the Patriots on three uh, for your question. And I, I think I'm going to take the uh, the under. I think that the, like I said earlier, the Patriots are going to try to grind this one out, waste as much time as possible. They're not going to throw throwing downfield as much. And uh, so I'm going to take
0: the Patriots and the other. Well, you know, it was it started out as a basic question, turned into a graduate level explanation. But thanks for for breaking <laughs> that down. <laughs> minus seven Patriots is interesting approach. I do have to say, you kind of threw me off though with all the Julio Jones is going to be a beast talk, and then I'm taking the Patriots minus seven.
1: Well, I'm still thinking that the uh, the, the MVP
0: has got to be Yeah. You're all over the place, bro. <laughs> under under your, points, yeah, too. Figure it out. Um, but <laughs> I think the experience factor is huge. I think the start is going to be important. Ron, I'll let you get into your picks. But it's not wise to go under in this one, even though over, it's great, and these teams are high-flying, but this is the highest we've ever seen mm-hmm. in Super Bowl history, and we know that there's some rust early on.
2: Right, and I, and I, think, uh, I think a lot of what Matt said was very valid but now I'm going to skip Bayless him and just go completely the opposite direction. I'm going to go with the Falcons because I just think that they have been an underrated team all year. Um, They've been a good team for the last two to three years uh, and growing kind of like we're now seeing the Raiders, you know, becoming this team. That was what the Falcons were kind of like the last two or so years. They were that team waiting, waiting, waiting for their chance. And their chance is finally here. And I think uh, it's time for, you know, the Belichick Brady dynasty to, to kinda end. I think this is this instead of going out with a bang, I think it would be more of a whimper in this case. I just don't think that they can slow down the offensive weapons uh, that the Falcons have. So I'm gonna go Falcons and I'm also gonna go over because I just think there's too many off like I said, too many offensive weapons in this game. So I'm gonna go Falcons not only cover but win the game. So I might take Falcons money line and and for it to take the over.
0: Yeah, and this is another one for me. I, I think Falcons, the spread is actually perfect for how a lot of people view this game. It's a bump that you would get for basically having a home game. The Patriots have the experience in this game. If it moves one way or the other, that could influence a lot of bets. I think is good, but if you give the Falcons three and a half to where they can lose by a field goal and still win your bet, it be something to see. I think the Falcons are going to cover this spread, but I'm still hesitant that they win this game. But and I'm with you, Ron. As mo- as, as much as I want to go to history, I want to see points. Right. And if you're betting, you want to have fun, and I, I know we can all be responsible like Matt in this situation. But <laughs> I want to see points, and I'm going to go with Matt. Matt's
2: betting with his wallet. Me and me and Mitch are betting <laughs> with our hearts.
0: But the important thing well, is he's still betting.
1: betting. Oh, what the hell are you doing, Betty? <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Well, Final words of wisdom, Matt, before we let you go. Uh, last minute advice yeah. for people looking to make some prop Absolutely. bets. The Gatorade is going to be red. Both. That's right, we didn't get to that one. Red, I, you know what? <laughs> you read my mind. I think red is a good color here because... Well, both teams have red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think Belichick's a Gatorade guy. I'm not, you know, he'll take it half-heartedly. I think that might be a ruling thing where he might just sidestep it and Quinn will be all about, you know, the Gatorade. But you're going Blue Rhyme, you think? No, I'm going I'm going Orange. I'm
2: going... I'm going... Orange, I think for some reason that that's, like, I'm pretty sure that orange is the most popular sideline in, like, all of professional sports color, right. and I'm just going to lean towards orange, because if it was working all year, they're probably not going to want to change whatever flavor it was. Right, and
0: would, would you say that? It's so like, I don't it's, know which flavor it was uh, yet.
2: I guess if you want to look, here, <laughs> here's the way you win this bet. You look back at what got dumped on each of them. And then make the bet that way because I bet they're going to have the same color. Right, if it's
0: blue, do you get points for both cool blue and glacier freeze? Or oh no, I think, just, I think it's just I think it's
2: just color. <laughs> but if it's not glacier
0: freeze, I don't even know what they're drinking. Well, would you say then that if it is orange, it's the year of orange? Is that- <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: it's the year of the rooster. Oh, roosters are orange. Go orange. There you go. Yeah, we won.
0: <laughs> right. I could. I mean, we're gonna. we <laughs> off topic. out of it. But okay. Oh, there's that. Too. <laughs> there's that too. But, all right. Guys, Matt, and Ron, thanks for joining the show. Really appreciate it. This was fun. This was a good uh, experience before we lose a lot of money. Yeah, right.
1: Absolutely, and I'm not gonna lose.
0: Hooray <laughs> right, for there, there Matt! There you go. There you go. <laughs> thanks again, guys, for joining the show. Thanks, Matt. I've never been more optimistic about going into some big gambling events. And I sincerely hope that we all do well, although I highly doubt it. Seriously, though, thanks to Matt Gothard and Ron Schultz for coming on the show and discussing the ins and outs of the best prop betting day of the year. And we're going to continue our Super Bowl preview show of the Money Mitch Effect with Joe Casale and Matt Wittenberg. Here's the preview of all the action on the field, what to expect, what adjustments can be made, all that and more Falcons Patriots this Sunday. Let's get into it with Matt and Joe. Here it is now on the Money Mitch Effect. Now it's time for our Super Bowl game preview. A lot of guests to choose from. We're going all-star crew, Joe Crisali in person and Matt Wittenberg via Skype. Guys, thanks for joining the Money Mitch Effect. No problem. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. It's funny. I'm glad we got both of you guys roommates here. And yes. we did it not both in person. One's actually at the place <laughs> that you share and one's in person. So All right. we'll, we'll figure out logistics next time. But I think this is funny good. how it works out. <laughs> All right, so we got the Patriots and the Falcons, an exciting game, two high-powered offenses. And I'm going to start with this, because everybody's hyping up how great of a game this can be, how great of an offensive shootout this is. Witt, I'll start with you. Do you have any fear that this might not live up to the hype? Are we putting too much pressure on this game to deliver and be a classic?
1: I don't think necessarily. You, going into it, you kind of always have those ideals but the super bowl will live up to the hype it's the ultimate championship game both teams playing extremely well so it's a natural fear to have for sure but i have all the confidence in the world that's going to live up to the hype maybe not so much in the first half i could see this being a fairly uh low scoring contested first half maybe 14 10 14 7 something like that but I feel like once these offenses start clicking, I mean, it's got all the makings to be a really good, exciting game.
3: I think uh, once you... Every, all fans, all Patriots fans, all people, remember the last time the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and that's the type of Super Bowl that everyone's expecting to see. I think we can totally see that. Like Witt said, we two high-powered offenses probably going to click it off in the second half.
0: I think good game is definitely within reason and we should expect, but it's tough to have a great game no matter how great both teams are. The one thing going for both these teams is they're following one of the worst quality-wise Super Bowls ever. I know, Joe, you like the outcome of the Broncos winning, but Great low, <laughs> low standard of quality of play to follow. Now, I do want to mention one thing as we move along here. Yesterday, I recorded the prop bet segment of this show, and one of the interesting points was how the start of this game could be important and how the Patriots haven't started a lot of Super Bowls that hot. Joe, I look at this in the other way now today. I Bill Belichick's been in Brady's ear saying, you haven't started a Super Bowl well recently. You haven't started a Super Bowl well. With that in mind, do you think Brady in New England comes out ready to go with more sense of urgency in the first quarter tomorrow? Or Sunday, I should say. I'd say so. He's not uh, Steve Grogan. So this is in 1985. I'm pretty sure
3: the <laughs> right Tom, Tom. Steve Grogan reference. <laughs> there you go. I'm pretty sure Brady's ready to
0: go. Super Bowl, get all the kinks out, but he's been in the Super Bowl enough to to be ready. You know, I worry, though, about the fact that now we finally found something with that Brady needs an edge for. We need, That he needs motivation for. It's like the one thing he hasn't <laughs> done in this game is start it well, and this could be the feather in the cap for his Super Bowl resume, which is on par or better than everyone's ever. I think that's how we're looking at it. Him in Montana probably, that's yeah. it. If he wins this game, with that's it. He's the all-time Super Bowl champion. No
1: doubt about that, and This, I believe, is going to be the highest scoring offense that any Belichick team is going to face in the Super Bowl. So I think they're going to be fully aware of that. They know that they're going to have to come out firing, maybe not necessarily dropping 40-yard bombs, but they're going to want to have to try and get in uh, rhythm on offense early. If they fall down 14, 17 points to Atlanta early, I mean, that's tough sledding. So like Joe said, you can bet that Belichick's going to be in his ear.
0: Yep, and eight straight games with a touchdown on their opening drive for the Falcons. I mean, that's unprecedented. If it happens again, they could set themselves up well. I know these teams have great offenses, but I think some of the defensive performances will be good in the red zone. You get a good lead in this game with these offenses. It could be tough to come back.
3: People are overlooking both defenses. Patriots, number one scoring defense in the league this year, and Falcons sack leader, Vic Beasley. They've been
0: pretty good, and Falcons have been doing it without their number one corner, Desmond mm-hmm. Trufant. So. Yeah. No, and that's why I think if you get a lead in this game, like a big t- two-touchdown lead, it's not assumed that the other team can just come right back. That's my perspective of it. Is if, you jump out, if a team jumps up early or capitalizes off of a turnover, it could be bad. Now, I do want to talk about the New England side of it and one other area, with, and that's you mentioned the Falcons are the highest offense that the Belichick Patriots are facing in, in their Super Bowl history. But to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, the the way it's been done, or or in the playoffs for that matter recently, has been a dominant defense with a good pass rush. Joe mentioned that the Falcons are better, but defensively, where would you put what the Falcons are doing in the pecking order of teams that Belichick has faced?
1: That's tough to say in the playoffs. Houston's a decently defensive team, but they knew that their offense was going to put them behind the eight ball for the entire game, so (laughs) there's You knew that they were going to be on their back foot the entire time. Pittsburgh, their secondary, not great at all. And then them losing Le'Veon Bell in that game was pretty much the perfect storm for uh, the Patriots to build up the lead there. So it's going to be interesting, to say the least. The Falcons' defense has played really well in the playoffs, too. They went up against two really good offenses in Seattle and Green Bay. And Green Bay, I think, scored 21. Seattle only had, like, 20. So... They've got the experience, though, and Dwight Freeney's about the only one with Super Bowl experience, but I feel like just this uh, playoff grind's been great for them, and obviously they know with that offense on the sideline of theirs that they're not going to have to win the game necessarily for them.
0: Yeah, well, and the other thing I'd add to that is just don't play zone, right, Joe? I mean, just you can't, (laughs) Pittsburgh had the worst approach to going up against Tom Brady. We're just going to sit in our zone and let this all-time great quarterback take us apart. I think the Falcons aren't a highly touted secondary, but they're good enough. Some zones, some exotic disguises, but you got to stay out of the zone as much as you can.
3: The thing is, though, are the Patriots... like We're talking about how great the Falcons' offense is. The Patriots' offense is just as ridiculous as the you know Falcons' offense. Even without Gronk. Without Gronk, they got Bennett, who was playing with a broken ankle somehow. I don't know how you even walked on that thing. But you got him, and you got Hogan, Edelman, Mitchell is coming about, Amendola if he's there, and they got Floyd if he even suits up in the game. Who knows? But if you play zone against him, we saw what Chris Hogan, tie him and Julio Jones had the same amount of receptions and yards: nine catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns (laughs) in the championship games. They can beat you with any any uh, offensive weapon. And
0: that's how it's always. I feel like in these big games, when teams try to take away the top weapon. We saw Shane Vereen a couple years ago. We've Killed seen them. Kevin Falk. We've seen just whoever. And they step have three up. of
3: those guys. They got Lewis White and they got Blunt. So if they want to dump it off those two guys, but sort of the Falcons, they—if you look at it, the, the Falcons' offense, they have one guy that the Patriots really need to take away, and Julio Jones. Now they do have other weapons on offense, like Taylor Gabriel and Mohamed Sanu. But the Patriots, they just have a consistent wide receiver core across the board. They all kind of have the same skills. Edelman's more of just a slot guy, but Hogan will beat you deep. So. The Falcons have a lot to handle.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this. I, I want to switch topics now, talking with Joe Cresale and Matt Wittenberg on the Money Mitch effect. When I'll talk to you about this in particular. The Falcons are coming into their first Super Bowl against a team that's played in the game more than anyone. How big of a factor do you think nerves will be for this team that while they know they're good and they know they can play with and potentially beat the Patriots, they've never been in this game before. They've never been on a stage as big as this one. That's a fair question. Uh, Second (laughs) Super Bowl
1: in franchise history, but obviously none of the guys on this team were around in 98. Yeah, Yeah, true. Yeah, I think you can definitely see some of the early nerves, no doubt. If they have a quick three and out or some quick early miscues, I guess that's almost to be be expected. Obviously, they're going to want to jump out to a fast start, but you never know once the lights come on how you're going to react to it. But I would say that... Dan Quinn's got the experience being, a head co- or being the defensive coordinator with the Seahawks in their last couple Super Bowls. So yep. I think he's going to have them really well prepared, ready to go. But, yeah, don't be surprised if there's a quick three and out or maybe a couple of early Matt Ryan misfires. But I think once the pace of the game picks up and once they like actually fall into rhythm, they should be okay.
3: Like you said, Dan Quinn, Super Bowl experience, he's been in three of the last four Super Bowls. Remember, right, this is a little Ryan. different though. Matt, this is a
0: little different running the ship and stuff And
3: Matt Ryan is true. more of a leader compared to any other quarterback I've I've watched or listened
0: to. He really rides that team around and they, they believe in him, so I guess you know that's true. I did forget the ninety eight Super Bowl. I think I didn't. Eugene Robinson is happy that I forgot it, but you know, I did forget that game just now. I think Chris he, Chandler, and Chris Chandler and Tim Dwight, yeah, shout out to the Dirty Birds. Uh, I don't know how we got off topic there. But no, I think Dan Quinn is the one area where I'm wondering him in this game against Belichick. That's where I don't know if you might see the nerve factor, because he is coaching a team in the Super Bowl, and he got there much faster than expected. Belichick is the master. We know how little nuances of the game Belichick can kind of exploit, and really, Joe, take advantage of some of these coaches that don't know what they're doing. I like Quinn. He's done good, a great job this year. But him against Belichick in crucial moments of the game, I'm really interested to see how that one pans out. Bill Belichick is
3: I mean, if you're <laughs> Dan <for> Quinn, <laughs> you're going you're going against one of the greatest coaches ever. But, in any sport. In any sport. But Dan Quinn, you can't rip on Dan Quinn. I mean, no, it's just sec- the unknown. It's the unknown factor. Second second year, head coaching the team brings him gets him to the Super Bowl. I'd say he's he's on his way to being a great head coach, but Bill Belichick is just unreal. I can't.
2: Like,
0: he's just, he gets in the Super Bowl, and he's just, he just keeps doing what he's been doing all year. They just don't lose. And with, how big, we'll do a little aside here. How big of a clown is Kyle Shanahan making Lane Kiffin look right now? <laughs> 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 he
1: was able to stick it out and see his see the journey out to the end. And you know, if uh, Lane stuck around, uh, Bam is probably celebrating back-to-back championship again, but... Yeah, it's interesting parallel for sure, and then obviously the whole uh, Saban to Belichick comparisons that you hear all throughout the year. So, yeah, those two are obviously masters of their respective crafts. Those are like if you had to pick one college coach, one NFL coach to lead you in a championship, it's going to be Saban Belichick every
0: time. Has to be not going to have Saban in the NFL though to lead your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two two different disciplines, two different areas of the business world is how I like to describe it. One guy's good at one thing. Belichick might be good at college too, but we know Saban not so much at the pro level. That'd be
1: interesting yeah. to see though Belichick leading
0: a college team. Wonder how he could recruit. Yeah, I don't know. That's the interesting side of it. Uh, the recruiting factor, what his what his way of doing it would be. I don't know. Maybe a couple options. Of not exactly the plate. most uh, personable guy, but then again,
1: neither is Nick Saban, so I guess you never
0: know. You never know. <laughs> well, we'll get back to the action on the field, and Joe, I want to take a look at this Atlanta offense that you alluded to. Matt Ryan, his numbers over the last six, seven weeks are virtually unprecedented. He's been dominating the game. He's got a lot of weapons here, and we're talking about what Belichick might do to combat mm-hmm. them with Julio Jones being at the top of that list. What do you think Atlanta's game plan is going to be going in to set their tone? What can they do to put themselves in the best chance to succeed?
3: I'd say they come out firing, do what they've been doing all season,
0: just throwing it, throw <laughs> it,
3: sling it. You got Julio Jones, the best receiver on the planet. They was even asked the media day if he thinks anyone can cover him.
0: He said no. So and he did it. Weirdly I, enough, he did it in a respectful way. Like he didn't say like he didn't go on a rant. He didn't go on a tirade. He asked. He repeated the question. I did not. I did, I, mean, yes. I did not. No, I don't think that is I don't think anyone possible.
3: can cover me. But they have all the weapons. They have Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman in the backfield. they got Taylor Gabriel, Mohamed Sanu, Julio Jones. They just have to get it to their playmakers, and that's what they've been doing all year.
0: I would agree with you. I would also add, though, that the one thing they don't want to do that if I was Matt Ryan I wouldn't be trying to do is always go for the home run ball. Yeah. It's going to be so easy, especially if you're amped up in this game. We've seen it with a lot of great quarterbacks. To come out firing, seeing weaknesses in the defense, but with they have all these weapons, and they can spread it out and put together some long drives. I think that might be the best way to go here. I know the big plays are great, and they might need a few of them to win, but they put together some six, seven-minute drives. They're also keeping Brady on the sideline.
1: Yeah, it's similar to how they started the NFC Championship against uh, Green Day with one of those long opening touchdown drives. Yeah. Uh, Underrated component (laughs) of their offense has been their line, though. I mean, they've Protected Ryan really well and opened up a bunch of the running lanes or check for uh, checkdowns for to Tevin Coleman as well So I think you can see a couple of those like early dump offs, maybe draw plays get going until at least Matt Ryan gets into rhythm I don't think you'll see a 60-yard bomb to Julio right out of the gate, but hey then again I might be surprised.
0: Yeah, well you got to also look at the other side of the coin here and Joe, you have the New England secondary that's been playing better as of late. Not a lot of big names in there. They do have Malcolm Butler, McCordy patrolling on the back line. What should their game plan be? Are they? You think they're going to really just try to take Julio out of it? Are they going to mix things up? What would you do? I mean, it's a tough task going against this Atlanta offense. But how would you assess what they need to do in the secondary?
3: Well, like we said before, don't play zone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true. I mean, I don't, I don't know why teams keep doing it, but. You gotta negate Julio. If you take off if you take out the team's best offensive weapon. Make them spread it out in other ways.
0: Yeah, Atlanta might be able to do that though. I heard an interesting reasoning for putting Malcolm Butler on Gabriel because that's the guy that could actually fully open up the offense because he's always going. And then deep who do you
3: with, put on Julio? Then you're Logan probably going safety over the top.
0: Yeah, yeah get physical with them and hope to disrupt. Look, Julio is a great player. Do you he's... ever fully shut these guys down? Probably not. You keep him under 100 yards, he's shut down. Well, that's probably just eliminate the big play. Eliminate the big play. Let him him catch him underneath. He's going to get some small chunks there. But when I look at the pass rush, New England's pass rush has been slowly getting better. You know, they make the Collins trade in the middle of the season when they have a little bit of a defensive identity crisis. But I think New England's defense, especially in that red zone, they can be big factors in this game. If they give their offense a a boost, maybe force a couple sacks and some turnovers, that could be the difference in this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Kind of alluding to me saying how Falcons' offensive line is underrated. The Patriots' defensive front is absolutely underrated. Their whole defense, in fact, is kind of a no-name type defense. But they've got a lot of the good competitors up front. Malcolm Brown's been really good. Alan Branch, great, too. Then, of course, you got Dante Hightower patrolling from the linebacker spot. So, yeah, they're obviously extremely well coached by uh, Matt Patricia, who I'm pretty surprised hasn't gotten a head coaching gig yet. But that's going to be the one to watch is when uh, Atlanta's offense is in the red zone, do they come away with turnovers, do they come away with field goals, or do they come away with touchdowns? It's going to be interesting.
0: That's a stat to look at, and to play off that, as I sit here still with Matt Wittenberg and Joe Kersai on the Money Mitch effect. Joe, I look at the Belichick factor versus Quinn, and one area of football that I think Belichick shined more than any is his willingness to understand field position. Is this the type of game where flipping the field could make a difference? I know we're expecting all these points, but Belichick just playing the odds, playing the percentages, and just being a smart football coach, is that something that could give the Patriots that extra boost? Well, it could give them an extra boost, but I don't think field position... I mean, field position obviously
3: is important, but I don't think that keeping Tom Brady or Matt Ryan, the two best quarterbacks in the game this year, they're going to get the ball across a 50. You're not going against Brock Osweiler. It's like... (laughs) like If you keep him... You can punt it, you can knock him inside the 20, it's still Tom Brady. He still knows how to move the chains. It's still Matt Ryan. He still knows how to move the chains. So things that the team will have to do, they'll have to make plays. It's not going to be a... I hope, I mean, I'm hoping it's not a <laughs> well, yeah. punning game. I don't well, want to see Zoltan Mesko or whoever, Brian Allen or whoever the Patriots pun is.
0: Isn't it funny, though? Because I think the Super Bowl comparison, just to kind of take a mini break from this, that I see this game maybe resembling was the last time this game was in Houston, New England and Carolina. mm I think we could see Jake Delong. I think we could see an ugly start to the game, and then just a second half explosion. And then a kicker kicking the ball out of bounds <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah, fourth I, quarter. I guess I really threw Guskowski and Matt Bryan under the bus yeah. there. Hopefully, that's not how it happens. John Panthers Casey. had that
3: game. John Casey was like, "Nah, we don't want this. We don't want this W." Forty-year-old, I think he was. <laughs> there's, your,
0: there's your field position right there. <laughs> yeah, see, there it is. Forty-plus year old. I don't know how old he really was, but Ricky Pearl, yeah. his, his lifeless corpse, just comes alive for one <laughs> game and. Nearly wins the Super Bowl for the Panthers, but it could be he leaped over that guy. You know, yeah, and Sean Foster. It could be that. It could be that kind of game. I'll ask you this question though, with getting back to the action on the field. Just a, a personal, a personal aside here. Do you do you think we're going to see these teams go for it early? Like, how many fourth down conversions or fourth fourth down attempts do you think we're going to see? You think you might see any aggressive ones on their own side of the field? No, I,
1: I wouldn't count on seeing that early. It is. It's still a Super Bowl. It's still a football game. So, I mean, Belichick and Quinn aren't exactly the most, like, gung-ho, Pete Carroll-type coaches. Mm -hmm. They both tend to play things pretty close to the chest. So, Uh, I wouldn't anticipate seeing anything like that crazy early. Maybe getting into, like, the last two minutes or so of the half. If someone's trying to move into field goal range or something, then potentially. But, I hey, I wouldn't anticipate anything too crazy. But you never know. See uh Dan Quinn or Kyle Shanahan rather break out a reverse quick
0: pass from Taylor Gabriel. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) I think he has to save those plays for San Francisco at least some of them. But I I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. You know, Atlanta's been very aggressive this year, like overly aggressive. So maybe I don't think New England would do it. Although they have the best QB sneak somehow in the game in thirty-nine year old time. Every time, automatic. I think what people are forgetting about this year's Super Bowl, I talked
3: with Witt about this in our apartment previously. Oh, same. So
0: neither apartment <laughs> reference, but go ahead. Uh, last,
3: year, last year, the Broncos were the best team in the league, and the Panthers were the young, highly talented, Everyone was talking about them all season, about how great they were. Going to the Super Bowl, everyone forgot that the Broncos were the best team in the league. They had the best defense. I mean, their offense was god-awful, but they were still the best team in the league. And the Broncos won the game.
0: Okay, one counter to that. And that's great reasoning. But who's the betting favorite in this game? And who was the betting favorite last year? It was Carolina. Carolina. New England's the favorite. That's true. So there I is agree. that narrative. I agree that there's that narrative out there. But the betting general public still looks at New, as new England as the favorite. So I, 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 there's some similarities there. but the diff, But the game itself is just so different because it's offense-offense. Last year, it's not
3: necessarily offense, offense. I mean, more offense heavy, I should say. Yeah, it's more
0: offense heavy because there
3: isn't a man walking around with a cane trying to throw a football. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I need to
0: see that documentary of what he did to get ready for those games. But hey, you know, I I think I don't want to bash Cam Newton, but I think Matt Ryan has his team in a better position right now. I trust Matt Ryan in big moments this year more so than I did Cam a little bit. How about the NFC South though? Everyone was taking a dump on them. Previous years for how bad
3: they were. That's two years in a row they got a Super Bowl team.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe
3: the, but we'll see the Buccaneers next year. Jameis Winston, who knows?
0: All right, let's talk about going into the other side of the ball, New England's offense, and with Tom Brady. We mentioned all the weapons that he has, all the ways he can beat you. Do you think they're going to have a, a steady dose of Garrett Blunt in this game? I wait. I mentioned on the prop bet segment of the show that I think he's the only guy that could really potentially be MVP. Other than Brady on that offense, because he can do it without having to rely on his quarterback. You think this will be a game where he shines?
1: Uh, I don't think necessarily. I think they're going to do a lot of want to do a lot more with guys like James White on the field or Dion Lewis and uh, do the checkdowns because it just gives Tom Brady so many more options if guys are covered downfield. I feel like where Legarrett Blunt's going to shine is when they're down in the red zone inside the twenties, and then they're going to sort of force feed him the rock. But I don't really anticipate him being used too much in between red zones, but hey, I mean, I've been surprised by Bill Belichick before, and uh, Garrett Blunt playing in probably his last game as a Patriot, so who knows how they're going to
0: send him out. Yeah, it's a good point. It doesn't really feel like a LeGarrette Blunt type game. It feels like the Falcons' defense, their strengths, can be in neutralizing a running back like him. Looking at that passing attack, though, Joe, we know Brady, we know he likes to spread it out. Should the Falcons be trying to key on any one receiver? Is there a certain receiver in New England's lineup or tight end or even a running back catching passes that could do the most damage?
3: I mean, Edelman is go-to guy, but I, I don't think there's one that they can isolate. They're all kind of consistent
0: across the board. There isn't really one. But if, the, the same guy. Yeah, the are is the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, I would say the only one that I would make sure I, I look at thoroughly is they cannot be getting burned out of the backfield by Lewis. If he's coming out of the backfield and they're not picking him up, whether it's probably a linebacker guarding him, that's I mean that's when they that to me is when the Patriots offense is is as great as they can be and they're great a lot of times. But when they mix in the running back out of the backfield and Brady's mixing him in too, I think it's game set match.
3: You got to see the the Falcons they've faced Cam Newton, James Winston, Drew Brees twice, Aaron Rodgers twice, Russell Wilson twice. What else can the Patriots throw at them that they haven't seen before? Opposite side of that, the Patriots who what quarterbacks that they face Brock Osweiler. Yeah, yeah I mean, as many times as I can rip Brock Osweiler in half an hour. I'm. It's, do you're it. doing it. You're, you're <laughs> up there. I got. I, it's I'm, getting a little
0: excessive. <laughs> yeah, here comes the Arizona State guy to call unnecessary, you know, taunting. I, hey, that's he'll a, get better. He'll get better. <laughs> no, that's yeah. the best line of the day. All right, so we, I, I agree with that. I agree that they face a lot of good quarterbacks. This is Brady in the Super Bowl, and I'm just anxious to see how they come out. And honestly, guys, how both teams, specifically the Falcons. Deal with early adversity because this isn't just a normal game. And if you have, if a fumble happens early, or like we saw in the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl, a safety on the first plate from scrimmage, Don't that could throw everything. <laughs> right, you've won a Super Bowl since. Give me a break. <laughs> no, right? That's just a bad dream, memory. I'm dreaming of a winning season for the Browns, and you're going to be upset about that. All right. No,
3: you're about to get Jimmy G. Come on. You <laughs> trade the first overall pick for him.
0: But I think dealing with adversity is going to be huge for this game because, you know, and, and also, too, I should point out with. The unbelievable amount of commercial breaks, that doesn't get enough press because this is not going to feel when they're playing in it like a normal game.
1: Plus the uh, extended halftime, which uh, could be a good or a bad thing depending on how they go into ha- halftime with momentum or give them plenty of time to game plan. So we'll see. It's uh, yeah, one of those really underrated aspects of the Super Bowl that doesn't get talked about much.
0: Right. We've got to get all of uh, Lady Gaga's live animals and whatever human sacrifice stuff. She has going on off the stage. <laughs> or her Trump
3: speech. You know, We all know
0: she's going to have one. <laughs> this is It's going to be epic there. But all right. Before we pick the game, before we get into our detailed picks, I want to put into perspective of what each win would mean. Joe, if the Falcons win, it's hands down the greatest Falcons moment ever. Probably the greatest Atlanta sports moment ever. There's not really a high standard there, but I think <laughs> they would have been it. And the Patriots are playing for immortality. They're I, mean, like, I know. Yeah, I mean... It's whatever for a lot of guys, but for Brady, it's his fifth. No quarterback really has more than that. Belichick's fifth. They're pretty much cemented as the best ever at their positions in, in their sport. A lot riding on this game. I think we say that every year, but the Falcons can finally get to the threshold, and the Patriots can plant their flag at the top of it. It doesn't... I mean, the game, it's
3: Super Bowl. It means a lot to everybody. But for the Falcons, I think it means more because they don't have a win. They've only been there once, and they got obliterated. And <laughs> by John Elway. And uh for the Patriots, I feel like Brady and Belichick are already cemented as the best ever. So if they win, everyone's gonna be like, Yay, but if the Falcons win, it's gonna be like a hip hop party.
1: It's gonna be a big deal, regardless, but just uh thinking about Totten Brady, if he loses this game, falls to four and three in Super Bowls. I mean, now it's like comparing that to how five and two sounds. kinda sounds a little bit different, doesn't
0: it? Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. I also think we expect, jokingly, that this is going to last forever. But at some point, the party's going to end. At some point, the Patriots are going to be like every other team when Brady's gone. There is a reasonable chance that this is the last time we see Brady in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying probable. I'm saying reasonable. He's 39 years old. I'd agree. I, I feel like this
3: Super Bowl, aside from previous ones... like I mean, I said before that they're, that they're to me, still cemented as the best ever... But after I'm gonna bring it up, after the whole deflate gate thing, well, how great going. would it be for Tom Brady to walk up to Roger Goodell, and look him in his eyes as
0: he hands him a Lombardi trophy? Like what is he gonna do? Is he gonna
3: hand him a deflated football and say thanks or is he just
0: that he look See I would just play mercy. I would just make him cower and just hold <laughs> on to that handshake as hard as you can. Oh, that that moment like I, I'm not a Patriots
3: fan, but that moment would be great to see. Just have to watch Roger Goodell hand the trophy to a team see.
0: that he Personally, tried to keep out of the Super Bowl. Here's—I don't think—here's my prediction. It's Kraft. He gets the trophy first. The way it's my biggest problem. Why I like the hockey syrup, for other reasons. You go to the players first. Yep. But this is going to be—it's going to be an awkward moment between Goodell and Kraft. I don't think him and Brady would have any interaction. I want to see it. I want to. want to see Tom it,
3: Brady run up there, just walk up to him and just grab that. He's got to do what Connor Cook did. Just take it from him and <laughs> don't just elbow him. And just walk away with it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or he could, you know, there's a lot of ways he could do it. Take the trophy and break it over his back. (laughs) Snap it over his knee. Something like that. But all right, guys. Matt Wittenberg, Joe Crisoli, Money Mitch Effect. Let's predict the game. Witt, I'll let you lead this one off. It's still Patriots as of now. Three-point favorites with an over-under of 59. How does this game play out, and who wins it?
1: I agree with you as far as the slow start goes. I kind of alluded to it earlier. I see this game being like maybe 14-10, 14-7 at halftime with not too many fireworks, but really picking up in the second half. This prediction sort of going off of like mostly what I want to happen as opposed to what I think will happen, but I'm going to stick with Atlanta 29-26. Matty Ice gets it done, drives him down the field. Matt Bryant kicks a game winner as time expires.
3: Wow. You sure his leg will hold Oh, Te- Tevin Coleman for MVP. Okay. Oh, baby. There we go. That's a Shooters move. are
0: shooting today. Joe, before I let you go, oh, I, I forgot to bring this up before Wit went, but his prediction puts us now at 1912 guests that were on the show that responded to my inquiry, Falcons. That's how the picks went. Mm. So Falcons getting more love from the guests of this show. But all right, your turn. Who, who wins it? Interesting.
3: Yeah. I'm going to go, so let's see, Witt's got Atlanta. Everyone's got Atlanta. I thought about this a little bit today. I'm going to go Patriots, taking the W, taking home the Lombardi. As far as score, I'm going to say 36-34. MVP, Brady. Okay.
0: Over, huh? You like points in this game, mm-hmm. even though you spent the first five minutes of the show talking about how the defenses were. Hey, somebody's got to talk defense. You guys are all talking about offense. <laughs> okay. Who oh, says good. the
3: defense can't score points? No, that's great. I'm going to start every show.
0: I'm going to start every show with like hockey. This, this goalie's great. This goalie's He's gonna is gonna great. Give up eight goals tonight. That's yeah. that's <laughs> that's, how that's it works. the same logic. Okay, yeah. no, I, I understand. I think it's a reasonable expectation I think. What's my score? Play 38, 36? 36, 34. Oh my goodness, that is yeah. hell of points. <laughs> a lot of points. Well. Here's how I see this game going, and I've, and I've tossed and turned over this game like I'm getting ready for prom or something. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> bow tie or tie? Yeah, bow tie or tie. That's my uh, tough uh, decision here. But I think this game is going to start... I should not have made that reference. I think it's going to start <laughs> with a... Well, we're scoring first quarter. I do like the Falcons to come out early and take the lead into the half. I think Brady makes his run. I expect a huge game out of Martellus Bennett. For the Patriots, Brady's going to play well. I like the Falcons late to win this game. And I'm going to say 30... I'll say 32-31. There might be a two-point conversion in there. Do you I'm also thinking. have a Matt Bryant game winner? I don't know. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. I, I don't know how. I don't know when that point's going to come. It could be a 31-25 late touchdown.
3: Oh, uh, Could you Something imagine if this like game that? goes to overtime? That would be so awesome. That
0: would be good. No Super Bowl has yet. You could maybe a two in the win. Let me ask you that. If you were either of these teams, guys and you score that touchdown to put yourself within one point with under 30 seconds left, do you think about going for two in the win? We convicts, we always go for it all. (laughs) No, you don't. That's great. No, you definitely
3: kick the extra point. Thank you guys for scoring (laughs) the ending of longest yard right there. That was good.
0: But I don't know. I mean, normally I agree with you, but this is offense heavy. And think about it. You only get the ball guaranteed if you can hold him to a field goal, if you lose a toss. You might never get the ball back if you're that team.
3: But we did not talk... Anything about the running games, we talked about the passing game. So, if you're going to go for it, are you going to pass it or are you going to throw it? I think you got to throw. And I just said pass it or throw it. Yeah. And you picked one of them. I did. I didn't, I did, I didn't, right? I didn't give you Well,
0: not... it could be a running back throw. I don't, I don't want to limit it or a receiver throw. I'll say Ryan is the MVP. But Julio could steal it from him. Julio could if he has a big game.
3: Tevin Coleman MVP, really? Come on. <laughs> mm
0: hmm. Uh, going bald. Going well, both. I Malcolm Smith for. Ball 49. Wow. Yeah, right. No, I, I remember that. Gee, Malcolm Smith. Okay. You know, hey, we've seen a lot of defensive guys win this award. If it happens again, I will be thoroughly stumped. Who who would you pick for yeah, three defensive? If you got to pick a defensive player to
3: win MVP from either team MVP. If I you got you guys got Falcons, so you got Falcons.
0: Vic Beasley, right? He's it has nice to be Beasley if it's them. If it's the Patriots, I'll say Malcolm Brown. Pressure up front, sack, fumble. They're going to need multiple turnovers. Let's just put it that way. You need to be crazy. The short, like short on Carolina <laughs> that one year. Mm. But, but all right, guys. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on the show. And again, this is the best sports day of the year, right? Can't be beat. Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Can't wait. In the words of Bart Scott.
0: <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming on. See ya. All
1: right. Thank you.
0: An enormous thanks to Matt Wittenberg, Joe Crisali, Matt Gothard, and Ron Schultz for breaking down the biggest sporting event of the year. We're all ready now for Super Bowl 51. Thanks to those guys for coming on the show. And a reminder that you can find the Super Bowl podcast, as well as all Money Mitch Effect podcasts, on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud by just searching it. It'll pop right up. You can even search a little keyword there to kind of figure out what exactly you want to listen to. We go all around the globe to bring sports talk to you. We're all ready for this big game, and I appreciate everyone out there taking time to listen to this podcast. Leave a review or a comment. Let me know how I'm doing. I'm on Twitter, MoneyMitchM21. Got a couple more episodes for next week. The show goes on. The grind continues. Thanks for being a part of it. I am Mitch Michaels. Until next time, enjoy the game. Enjoy sports.